on today's episode, we're going to keep you up to date with all the goings on over the festive period, including the New Year celebrations, the Prince Andrew scandal, and also the comings and goings of Camilla, because there's a lot come out this week about Camilla. So let's get on with today's show. A grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors dedicated to the royal family each episode will be crowned to the rafters with opinions news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of windsor with your hosts and royal fangirls rachel andrews and michelle soul so grab yourself a cuppa straighten up your tiara shine your knighthood round up your corgis and let's keep up with the windsors hello welcome to this week's episode i'm rachel and i'm michelle hello everyone hello everyone Happy New Year. Can I just say thank you so much to all the royal community who have reached out to Rachel and I to wish us Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you so much for your generosity, your lovely emails, your lovely DMs over on Instagram. And we really hope that you enjoyed our last two episodes. We had two bonus episodes last week. Yes. If you haven't caught up on those episodes, we have the Royal Year in Review and we also have the inaugural Royal Gala Awards. If you haven't heard us give our opinions on Catherine's Carol concert, now we've watched it. Plus also the Queen's speech. We do break all that down in episode 43. Do you know what, Yes, I do still sound like the monster from Monsters, Inc. Always watching. Um, I'm still ill, Royal Community. So I'm sorry that I've got my uh, my cold voice again. But um, I'm doing my best to, you know, got my vitamins, my herbal teas. I'm doing my best. Hopefully I won't sound like this next week. I've got my, my fingers crossed. <laughs> So let's get on with today's show. So we're going to start with Princess Eugenie. And she put up a post on Instagram, giving us a snapshot of her year in review. And she said, a year that blessed us with our boy and saw our family grow with new additions, but also a year that took some of our biggest and brightest lights forever in our hearts. Obviously referring to the birth of their son, August, and the death of her grandfather, Prince Philip. And there was a lovely photo that we hadn't seen before of August christening. And in the background, I don't know if you noticed, but you could actually see Zara holding Lucas as well. Oh, really? No, I I didn't look that that closely, to be honest. Yeah, so check that out if um, if you want to catch up with Princess Eugenie. And also the Queen had a montage video of many royal engagements from all members of the working royal family. And it it was also set to the the tune of some bagpipes with Auld Lang Syne playing in the background. So on the royal socials, they said, as we reflect on 2021, we wish all our followers a very happy and healthy 2022. I like this because it reminded us of how much we've gone through with the Royals this year as well, looking at their engagements. And I like that they gave a nod to every single working member of the Royal family. It wasn't just the principal members. Absolutely. Charles and Camilla also released a a video montage with the words, a joy to see so many of you again this year, whether that be with elbow bumps, handshakes, or a friendly wave from afar. And uh, again, nice video montage and... We know they've been hard at work all last year and we can't wait to see what they do this year. That message is very um, connected to their Christmas card, isn't it? Because, you know, with the handshakes. and So I like that little cheeky nod. It was nice. To outdo them all, what happened, obviously, (laughs) Catherine and William released a photo and it was sort of the iconic gold dress (laughs) and William's velvet blazer moment. (laughs) I sent you the message and I was like, Happy New Year. (laughs) 
Yeah, and I was like, what? How come I've not seen this? And then I went onto their socials and I was like, okay. Oh, they just look so much in love still. And I just loved this. It was quite a candid photo of them together, wasn't it? And they just looked so happy. I absolutely loved it. I loved it because, again, it was one of those backstage shots of them. Mm -hmm. It was a happy moment. I loved the way in which the photo was. But we don't know whether this was after the, the awards were before it it looked like it was before it because I mean there wasn't a hair out of place was there <laughs> uh, but they were just so happy and I was just like yes you have had a stellar year and you should really be happy about everything you've done yeah I'm really looking forward to seeing them this year I don't know when their next engagement will be I don't know when we'll get to see them but I'm guessing once the kids have gone back to school that's when we will see them and I think maybe this week they will go back private schools are usually different times aren't they so it all depends really it's usually either this week or next week. So when we see them next, we'll keep you updated. Amazing. Honestly, I mean, they couldn't have finished off the new year better than that picture for me. We also had the sad news of Desmond Tutu passed away on Boxing Day. And on the royal family socials, the Queen released a statement which read, I'm joined by the whole royal family in being deeply saddened by the news of the death of Archbishop Desmond Tutu, a man who tirelessly championed human rights in South Africa and across the world. I remember with fondness my meetings with him and his great warmth and humour. Archbishop Tutu's loss will be felt by the people of South Africa and by so many people in Great Britain, Northern Ireland and across the Commonwealth, where he was held in such high affection and esteem. We also saw Camilla on Radio 4 this week talking, well, it was last week, talking about her favourite books from childhood. And it was so lovely because she spoke very fondly about her dad's reading her books, The Scarlet Pimpernel. But I've got something in common with uh, Camilla. Her favourite book growing up was Black Beauty, and that was mine too. And I didn't know this about Camilla. And I was just like, yes, Camilla, <laughs> me and you, a kindred spirit. Yeah, you can just imagine her reading this to her grandkids, can't you? Yeah, yeah. And I really like this, this little snapshot. It was for radio, but there was a video put up on their socials. So feel free to go up and have a look yourself if you want to um, hear more about Camilla's favorite books and something I didn't mention actually in our run up to Christmas was on the royal socials there was a beautiful link to the St George's Chapel music and readings for Christmas I watched it Michelle oh, oh did my... you cry Ray I literally cried I was I think it was like the day before Christmas Eve I was watching it and it just brought back so many memories because I I actually recognised a few of the choristers that we saw when we went to the chapel and we heard that beautiful choir sing. Ah, oh, so um, if you, I, I know we've spoken about us, our, our trip to Windsor, but we actually vlogged it. So you can go onto our YouTube channel, type in Keep It Up The Windsor's Windsor Castle and it'll pop up um, of our day at Windsor Castle, but also not just that, but our visit to St. George's Chapel and to one of their services and I thought this was just an amazing thing because it just brought me back to it as well so I just thought I'd say that because you know it's still there it feels it still feels a little bit Christmassy right now doesn't it so <laughs> so yeah what have we got going holding on yeah, I am hold, I'm always holding on I'm always holding on to Christmas <laughs> so let's give you a brief update on Prince Andrew on Tuesday, it was revealed that Virginia Giffray agreed not to sue anyone connected to Jeffrey Epstein, who could be described as a potential defendant in a 2009 damages settlement. Now, the document reveals that Epstein paid her £371,000, which is roughly about 500000 US dollars, to end her claim. 
And although the settlement does not mention Andrew by name, his lawyers say this 2009 deal means she cannot sue him because she agreed to end all legal action against anyone connected to the offender. I mean, it seems to me like that is a get out jail free card, isn't it? Literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now Virginia's lawyers have said that they are seeking proof of Andrew's claims that he didn't sweat. Now, do you remember this, Michelle, that Newsnight, that now infamous Newsnight interview? How can we forget? I know. He said he didn't sweat because he had suffered an overdose of adrenaline in the Falklands War when he was shot at, which made it almost impossible for him to sweat. And the judge presiding over the case is now deciding whether or not this civil case will go to trial. So here's the legal bit now for us, Rach, because we have to also let you know, Royal Community, that these are allegations and Prince Andrew at all times have denied any allegations towards him. So we just need to make that very, very clear as we talk about this, because we have our opinions about this. We have our opinions about him and his attitude towards this. For me personally, it's just the arrogance that comes across from him. Yeah, I think, you know, when you look back at this whole tr- this whole case, do you remember when it first came to light, he said that he would fully cooperate with any investigation. It seems to me like his legal team are just trying to get out of this and cover it up. And that's why they're using the 2009 agreement, like you said, as like a get out of jail free card as such. And I think he thinks just because of who his mum is, that nothing can touch him. At the moment, the judge is deciding on that ruling at the moment, isn't it? So it hasn't actually come out. But I think he's that arrogant in the sense that if this does not go to trial, he can't just go back to his royal duties. That's him now finished. Like, he'll just be in obscurity. Like, he can't come back into the public domain and think that's okay. Like, yeah. We heard so much from Harry and Meghan about the institution and how they weren't allowed to do X, Y, and Z. But for some reason, Andrew has cut through all of this institution stuff, done the Newsnight interview, which was so damning and bad for him. Who was there to, to like tell him not to do those things? It's just interesting to see what will happen now. I think, you know, it's going to come out in the next few weeks. And I think we'll know either way, won't we? He'll either go to trial or he won't. But I think we have to also make it a very plain distinction here. This isn't a criminal court case. This is a civil court case. And usually civil court cases are to do with damages and money, not to do with court. I mean, it could go differently. It's very important to note that as well, that even if he does get found to be guilty, it could just be money that passes hands. But what is that doing for his reputation? Like you said, Rach, he can't just go back to normal because there's always going to be that cloud now around him. Yeah, he's he's not going to be respected if he tries to come back into his um, public role. It, it just wouldn't happen. Too much, it's too much water onto the bridge now. I think if you ask anyone in the British public right now, vast majority of people would actually say, we don't want him as part of the working royal family. They, there comes a point now where I'm just thinking, When is it going to be a good thing for him to have his title stripped and his medal stripped? I don't think he'll be stripped until the Queen passes away. I think maybe when Charles becomes king, he will just want no association with, you know, the new monarchy as such as it will be at that time. It's just really sad. I mean, especially the Platinum Jubilee year. We knew this was coming, but it could potentially go in his favor and the judge might actually say actually she does have this clause in place and she can't sue anybody else because of that 
And if that does happen, it still doesn't exonerate Prince Andrew from the court of public opinion. Regardless of whether he feels like he's an he's an innocent man now, he can walk out there with his head held high. Actually, the court of public opinion is saying no. Step back, move to Woking, go to Peter <laughs> Express. As always, we'll keep you up to date. As we've said before, this is an ongoing case. So when we know, we'll let you know. And plus, these are our opinions. They're not facts. So uh, just take it, uh, you know, with a pinch of salt, what we're saying and make your own minds up as you go. What do you think about Prince Andrew? Do you think he should be stripped of his titles? Let us know in the comments. Remember to like, to share and subscribe to the podcast as well. It's been revealed that for the Platinum Jubilee celebrations in Australia, Aspen Island in Canberra's Lake Burley Griffin will be renamed Queen Elizabeth II Island in June. The bell tower on the island was officially opened by the Queen in 1970 and the Governor-General of Australia said it is only fitting that Aspen Island should be renamed in recognition of her many years of services to Australia. Oh, there we go. As we move towards the Platinum Jubilee celebrations, we will be giving you more details on how other Commonwealth countries will be celebrating. So watch out for that as we move along. It's been announced that Camilla will guest edit an issue of Country Life magazine to mark her 75th birthday. So the July edition will focus on her love of horses and dogs, her most cherished view and her favourite recipe. So what do you think her most cherished view is then, Rach? I think it's going to be something to do with high growth. I was literally about to say, I reckon it's Highgrove Gardens. Yeah, because we had that tour, didn't we, back in the summer of Highgrove Gardens. That's where she likes to come and she likes to... Read a book. Read a book and just relax. So I I honestly think it'll be Highgrove. Keeping with Camilla, she has been appointed by the Queen to be a royal lady of the most noble order of the Garter, which is the highest honour given for services to the Sovereign. Now, let me give you some history about the Garter. So this was founded by Edward III in get this 1348 (laughs) whoa that's a bit of royal history for you (laughs) membership is limited to and includes the queen who is known as sovereign of the garter and prince charles who is known as royal knight companion of the garter announcements are made on saint george's day who is the patron saint of the order which happens on april the 23rd so if you don't know about the garter you probably recognize it from its costumes and when I say costumes I mean the very elaborate pomp and ceremony is it this is English pomp and ceremony at its best it reminds me of like King Arthur and the round table there's only a certain amount of people around that round yeah. table so we've got the senior members of the royal family they're known as the supernumerary members and then you've got 24 ladies and knights which are made up from people that the queen chooses due to recognition of national contribution public service or personal service to the sovereign at the moment actually Rach out of those 24 places there are three vacant places so over the coming years I'm sure we'll hear more people added to the the garter um you know to that round round table so to speak um also fun fact for you Rach you ready for this fun fact the order of the garter those 24 places were only supposed to be for men up until 1987, when the Queen was like, no way, this ain't happening anymore. And they started introducing ladies into the um, Order of the Garter. Most ladies that were initiated into the Order of the Garter were wives of the King or the, the monarch herself. So those 24 places can now go to males and females. 
because of the Queen. One thing I'm going to say about it is I was just super disappointed that it was Tony Blair that got picked to be part of one of the 24 places this year. Why is that? Because, let me put it this way, I believe that the royal family should stay out of politics. And although there's also another former prime minister, which is Sir John Major, who who is currently serving as one of those uh, 24 places, and he was a conservative. So for Americans, I would be Republican. Tony Blair is... Labour, which is Democrats. And I, I just wish that it, there wasn't any politics involved in it at all. Fine. If you want a knighthood, fine, but not for the, the garter, because it feels like a very elitist, favoritist system. And for the Queen to say that uh, to certain people might potentially show her leanings to which political party she favours more. And that's not to say she, she has done that personally, but for me, I'm just like, I wish they would just leave politics out of it. So you know me, love a bit of royal history, love a bit of royal fashion. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about the outfits that they wear. The mantle is the robe that are worn by the members, and this dates back to the 15th century. Nice. The hat is a Tudor bonnet of black velvet, so this is right up William Street. <laughs> <laughs> and this has a plume of white ostrich and black heron feathers. The collar is worn around the neck over the mantle and is secured with white ribbons tied into bows at the shoulders. The Great George, which is worn suspended from the collar, is a three-dimensional of St. George the Martyr slaying a dragon. The garter, which when I think of this is like the funniest thing that I see them wear, (laughs) is worn around the left calf by men and the left arm by ladies. Okay. It seems so weird to me. I hate I hate this part of royalty, by the way. I, I don't know. I feel weird about it. But do you know what makes me laugh is back before he even got married, um, William became a member of the Order of the Garter. And when Catherine was his then girlfriend, she actually went to this ceremony. And there's pictures of them standing outside the chapel and they're like grinning at each other as if to say, man, what am I wearing? You can like, <laughs> you can hear the internal monologue like, can't believe I'm going out in public dressed like this. <laughs> yeah. But back in the day, back in Tudor times, that would have been the fashion. Yeah. And this is, as as we say, this is just a bit of pomp and ceremony. So the ceremony takes place at St. George's Chapel inside the grounds of Windsor Castle. And if you've ever been there, you'll notice, or you may have noticed from Meghan and Harry or Eugenie and Jack's wedding, when you go into the nave, there's those crests that are displayed at the top. These are the crests of the knight or the lady of the garter. And when a knight dies, the insignia is taken down and returned to the sovereign. But a little stale plate, a little plaque. Plaque attack! Plaque attack! We've not said that in a while. The plaque is left to commemorate that person. So, yeah, it's um, it's one of those things that, I, you know, becoming an order of the garter doesn't really mean anything these days. But I think... For Camilla to receive this, it's it goes in good standing of her relationship with the Queen and the Queen's acknowledgement that one day Camilla will be Queen Consort to Prince Charles. See, I think this was a really good way of the Queen saying, I believe in Camilla, so the British public should believe in her when yeah. uh, Prince Charles becomes king. Because a lot of people still are hung up because they had an affair and... I think this was the way of the Queen saying, no, you need to respect her just as much as you'd respect Catherine if she became Queen Consort. So, and also as well, because obviously it would be Charles that would make Camilla part of the garter when he becomes king. To have that early is just the biggest sign of respect. But like I say, I think it is literally 
putting her in a position of power and getting the you know the commonwealth ready for her to be, become queen consort so let us know in the comments what you think do you think the the order of the garter is old-fashioned do you even care about it <laughs> like me <laughs> like me I don't care I don't care about it I think it's old-fashioned I think they should just get rid of it yeah I think it's a it's a um, good ceremony like you get to see them in funny outfits but as I said like I don't think it really means anything but some people like the whole pageantry don't they well I, th- I guess as well it's because we've got all these you know traditions that the queen is very steadfast in upholding so she's not going to just disband it is she it's from the 14th century for goodness sake so something I learned as well though Rach is you know they have the like the chain you know like you see like a lord mayor and they usually have a chain around them the order of the garter have that chain as well don't they yeah and that's pure gold it's pure gold and apparently it's worth I can't remember if it's a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand pounds but it's so expensive that if a member of the order dies the family can't keep that they have to pass it down to the next person because it's so expensive and because they've been there for years and years and years centuries they were breaking down and i watched on the on a documentary about windsor castle that they got replaced by the queen but they've had to do it one by one because they're so expensive so again i'm like you know what melt it down babes melt it down make me a tiara Sell it on. (laughs) Sell it on. My opinion is not going to change the world. So just to finish off, Rach, um, we did have on Christmas Day a Windsor Castle intruder. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. Yeah. And the reason why I don't want to give too much time to it on the podcast is because the gentleman who apparently scaled the the Windsor Castle grounds uh, with a crossbow was mentally ill. He is getting support and help. But that was a scary time. Must have been for the Queen. Yeah, considering she was at Windsor at the time as well. Plus Charles and Camilla, because we saw them on that day, go into St. George's Chapel for Christmas service. Again, if you see our Windsor vlog on YouTube, the amount of armed guards that are there, there wasn't one bone in my body that thought something was going to happen. But I just thought I'd mention it because we haven't mentioned it, actually. Next week, we've got Catherine's 40th birthday, so we'll keep you all up to date with that. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to send us an email, you can at keepingupwiththewindserspod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at keepingupwiththewindserspod. And don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Keeping Up With The Windsors. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, and before we go on Spotify now, you can actually rate our podcast. So please give us five star rating on Spotify. We'll love you forever, all community. Thank you very much. <laughs> so that's it for this week's episode. We'll see you next week on Keeping Keep Up, up with the Windsors. Windsors.